Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. Just a note from me, Rhiannon, to say that my new supplements company, Hurrah, is finally here. It's taken years to get this off the ground. Retrition Plus is evidence-based, rooted in science, focused on you, and we offer vitamin D sprays, folic acid spray, and a vegan multivitamin. So head over to retritionplus.com for supplements you can finally trust. Hello, thank you so much for tuning into this week's Food for Thought a podcast that's on a mission to equip you all with the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, Sunday Times best-selling author and founder of the Harley Street Clinic Retrition and Evidence-Based Supplements Retrition Plus. In each episode of the 12 episodes, I'll be joined by guests, all of whom are experts in their field. So together, we can learn fact from fiction, empower ourselves to become the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Giving birth. I think it can be described as the most empowering things a woman can go through. Of course, this experience differs for everyone, but Sadly, I do think once you've given birth, there is this pressure in society to just, I hate this phrase, but snap back into shape. And it's just not remotely a kind or realistic thing to aspire to. Now, we should work out because we enjoy it, not just from pressure of aesthetic goals. And in doing that, we can have a huge impact, of course, on maternal mental health because exercise can help. So this week's conversation is just amazing and I think it's going to help so many of you. So this week's Food for Thought sees personal trainer, best-selling author and mum of two and my friend Charlie Launder delve into the realities of postpartum exercise. She is my go-to and where to start with it and how you can reap the endless benefits. Charlie also featured in my Deliciously Healthy Pregnancy book. She is a whirlwind of information. Hello Charlie. Hi. It is unbelievably amazing to be able to talk to you. Obviously, we are friends outside of this professional conversation we're about to have. But equally, it's very challenging, isn't it, finding the time uh, to multitask or do anything, I think, when you're a busy mum and a working professional. Yeah, I mean, we've had to time nap times and nursery days and everything just to get this to happen. But we are here and we're doing it. Exactly. Now, let's delve in because it's an area that I have to be honest, first time round with my first child, I was 
on it. Second time, I haven't really gone there yet. But let's discuss exercise post-birth because, oh gosh, it just seems like such a daunting subject, I think, when you've just had a baby. Yeah, it does. And I think there is so much information out there online not all of it correct, but when you are Googling at three o'clock in the morning during a night feed, it's just overwhelming. There's so much to read through. So I completely understand why some women don't even know where to start. Yeah. And I think um, knowing when it's safe. So let's start with, um, because I think you get this six week check off from the doctors and I personally didn't really feel like I was then ready to go and exercise. So when is it safe for people to have a think about this? Well, in terms of the six weeks that we always hear and you hear professionals say you must wait till six weeks, it's not really to do with the GP checkup. It's that six weeks is a really good amount of time as a minimum for your body to do lots of natural healing and for it to um, rehabilitate naturally before we even help it along at all. Six weeks is around the minimum amount of time we would suggest. So whether you get a good GP checkup or not, and as you said, a lot of them aren't very focused on the physical side of things. They are all, well, mainly they're about the baby, um, but they check your mental well-being and all other things which are very important too, but they only have a 10-minute slot. So we can't be putting all of our hopes on this one GP checkup that we're going to suddenly be told everything that we're allowed to do and aren't allowed to do, because that's not really um, their job. But if we think about it as a six week period where we are wanting our body to recover in the best way possible so that we can then go to the next stage and help it with the next bit. Um, in that time from week zero to six, it doesn't mean to say we can't do anything and that we have to sit down still. I mean, obviously a lot of sitting down and resting is really recommended, um, but we want to be moving our bodies. We want to be walking when we feel comfortable too. It doesn't need to be long walks. It just could be around the block or even around your house and garden. Um, we want to be moving the body so the blood flow can go around. What we don't want to do is sit still all the time because our blood needs to move. We need to help the recovery by sending fresh oxygenated blood around the body. Um, and we need to start focusing on when you feel comfortable to do it, adding in those pelvic floor exercises again. And those are safe to do from day one, really. Obviously, not everybody feels comfortable to do that, depending on the birth you've had. Um, it may feel a bit uncomfortable or sore, and in which case, don't panic. You just start whenever you feel ready to. Just doing those nice breathing exercises that you hopefully were doing in your pregnancy at some stage. Um, and we want to just start connecting our brain to those muscles again, um, using our breath for core and pelvic floor. But that is about it. We want to just be making sure that our bodies are not sitting still and getting stagnant and stiff and tight up until those six weeks. And then from then on, depending on how your body's doing, we can start to initiate a little bit of body weight, Pilates style work from then. Now that's really helpful and really informative. I think it's so important, like you said, the blood flow and just repairing. There's lots of things that happen when you're pregnant that you don't see. I mean, your organs have shifted and they kind of need to fall back into place. It sounds so... 
um, crazy when you, you think about it out loud. And you're right, I guess everyone approaches it from a different angle and the type of birth you had. So does it differ, for instance, before you've got to think about when to start? Do you think it's a later start time for someone perhaps that had a C-section versus a vaginal delivery? Or I guess it can be completely unique. Yes, absolutely. So it um, there is no real set in stone rule in terms of, oh, if I had a C-section, I must start at this week. And if I had a vaginal birth, it must be this week. It really depends on how your body might recover. You know, for example, you and I had very, very similar, both births actually. However, our bodies might recover in um, a very different phase and um, pace. So it, it it's hard to say. You have to go a little bit about how your body's feeling. So obviously, if you've had a cesarean, you have a whole different level of recovery. You have a scar um, that needs to recover, you know, seven or eight layers deep. And that kind of recovery is tricky because you can't see a lot of it. Yes, the outside might look like it's healed, but it goes deep, deep, deep into those um, scar tissues, into the muscle, into the fat layers. And you need to give it the time. And and I know I have a lot of women who message me, I had a C-section three weeks ago and I'm feeling amazing. I really want to get going. And whilst that is so good that you're feeling amazing, it's still, your body has still gone through a trauma, whether you felt like it was traumatic or not, it's a trauma to the body. And we need to make sure that we allow it the time. You know, if we had just gone into hospital for abdominal surgery, we would be given a rehab program. We would be told you need to recover. You can't you know, lift anything heavy. And we we tend to listen to that. Whereas when it comes to birth, we are expected to, by ourselves and by everyone around us, to be up and moving. And um, I think actually we can put too much pressure on ourselves. So I think you don't get this time back, that beginning phase. So just never rush it. Take it at your own pace and just make sure that you are listening to your body and giving it some time. No, that's so helpful. It's really good advice. I mean, it, gosh, the recovery is um, intense. And I guess maybe it depends on if it's baby one, baby two, baby three, however many babies you've had. It, there could be so many cofactors here. Now, the type of exercise you start with, people talk about low intensity. And is that the best way to start? Could you explain um, what that really means? Absolutely. So yes, we want to keep high intensity exercise to much further down the line. Um, and again, it does depend on what kind of exercise you were doing before, how used to your to exercise your body is, um, as to, you know, the pace of recovery. But we want to start with really gentle, um, no impact exercise. So that's why I said Pilates style, lots of body weight work, using your breath to reconnect to your muscles, um, just reminding our body how these things work. Because even if you're exercising up until your due date, your body, as you said, has been through so much. And the recovery, what happens on the inside of your body without you knowing is incredible our bodies are amazing but they have a lot to do to get the body back to um what it was before and i'm not talking about what it looks like i'm talking about like you said the organs going back to their original places it takes time and that's nothing to do with your fitness or anything it just takes time so i would recommend to do at least four to six weeks of um 
body weight work, getting your body used to moving again, um, building up to exercises that you found a little bit more tricky, listening to your body, how how does it feel to move again and not skipping steps. So I have a lot of women message me, oh, I was really fit during pregnancy and I ran a lot or I lifted weights. Like, could I just skip the rehab? And no, you shouldn't. My recommendation is everybody can use this time to build up a really strong base of strength so that actually I have a lot of people who find that they are stronger than they've ever been after having a baby because you have this opportunity to start from scratch and to build a really strong foundation on which to grow stronger and stronger on top of so I would say four to six weeks at a minimum of low intensity or no impact exercise and when I say no impact I mean we're not jumping we're not running we're not landing heavily on our joints because our joints still have that relaxing hormone that we have during our pregnancy it's still going around our body and we need to just be careful that we're looking after our joints I mean a quick story for you after I had my second child my shoulder dislocated whilst I was doing absolutely nothing and that is because your my body still had the relaxing hormone which is um making my ligaments slightly more elastic so my joints are not held in place as stably as they would be normal normally so my shoulder dislocated and i was doing no exercise i was just moving my arm and to me that just showed me how powerful these hormones are and that we have to respect them so i would just say to everybody do not rush the process I mean, as, um, yeah, so to everyone that knows, I mean, you'll have heard in the introduction anyway, but Charlie's also um, ex-gymnast. She's incredibly strong. And for someone like Charlie to say, oh, my shoulder dislocated, it's actually, you know, quite a, um, quite a thing we all need to be so mindful of because I, I think in pregnancy, I experienced pelvic girdle pain both times. And I know now it's the fact that my entire pelvis was just expanding and things were moving around and you're just a bit more fluid, like Charlie said, it's so flexible. Um, and you've still got all that to contend with. And how about, um, I mean, personally for me, lifting my toddler was enough exercise whilst I was pregnant towards the end. But, but what about weights? You know, your baby's heavy, they just get heavier. Um, when would you say it's safe to introduce lifting if anyone enjoys lifting weights? Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't recommend lifting weights enough. As you said, toddlers are not light and they only get heavier. The other day I was thinking, oh, my wrists feel a bit sore. Gosh, I wonder how much um, Alfie weighs. And I got him on the scales with me just to see. And he's 15 kilos. That's not that's not something to be turn your nose up at. I mean, lifting 15 kilos in the gym is impressive. But when you're just picking them up and going up the stairs, putting them down in their bed, in and out of the bath, we need to be strong. Um, because we don't want to get injured. The last thing you want when you are looking after your children or child is to put your back out or, you know, to injure any part of your body. So we need to sort of prepare ourselves ahead of needing to be strong. So hopefully people might be lifting weights during their pregnancy or at least maintaining their strength because you're having that extra weight of the baby to carry around. And then when it comes to postnatal training, as with everything, my answer is always, it will depend. But you, once you start feeling like, okay, body weight feels good, I feel really confident, I'm not feeling any discomfort. Um, I feel like, let's see what it, what 
weights feel like. You just need to test the water ever so gently. There's no point going from body weight to suddenly lifting 15 kilo dumbbells. What you want to be doing is then maybe grabbing a three kilo dumbbell, see how that feels, then build up to four, then five. Um, because the only way you're going to know how it feels is by trying. You're not going to injure yourself by doing five reps of squats with a weight but what you will do is injuring yourself is going too heavy too fast so we want to build up steadily um but once you start doing it if you feel good during and after sometimes you can feel absolutely fine during the weight lifting session but then that evening your back might feel sore or whatever you must take note of that and if it is then you think oh okay maybe that was a bit too heavy for now let's see or maybe i should do a bit more body weight just in the lead up um but i always like to err on the side of we want to sit on the fence lean on it see how things go before we jump over it so um don't be afraid of trying i would say respect that your body's been through a lot and it needs some time but we don't want to stick in this rehab bit for too long because in order to make ourselves strong we need to give some resistance so using resistance bands and using ankle weights or using dumbbells they're all things to help us build our strength so we can be too afraid and i don't want women to feel too afraid because you only you know how things feel if something doesn't feel right then it probably isn't right just now it might mean that you need to strip it back slightly um and only you can say that yeah no it, it's brilliant it's brilliant to hear because everyone has to take it at their own pace but also that's quite motivational i feel and that's inspired me because, you know, I haven't really done anything yet. And I'm eight months postpartum now. And I'm looking forward to having more. I know everyone says that I don't have time. I know there's probably 10 minutes here and there. But it's motivation as well. I think it really is. The fact your muscles, some just feel weaker than other. I have to say, I definitely notice my glutes feel weaker. My legs, which is strange because you've been carrying a baby for nine months. But bits bits feel weaker than others. I guess your stomach's physically, you're the the abdominal muscles have actually opened up and the pelvic floor if you look at the you know the huge I'm using my hands a lot in this um, demonstration but the huge kind of how do you describe it like balloon round kind of curve bottom to your pelvis area of muscle holds all of your organs exactly it's holding everything <laughs> in um and I, I constantly yeah. I will say I do find it I just just do like I could do one now you know you do like little pelvic floor exercises here and there but would you say that the body's a bit out of balance? Is that a good way of describing it? Because some muscles are weaker and stronger after birth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you say, oh, I haven't got round to training yet, but I'm lifting my toddler, like you have not got round to traditional exercise, right? But you're not sitting still hardly ever when you're a mum or a parent. So you can't tell yourself you're doing nothing. You are going up and down those stairs. You are lifting toddlers into high chairs and babies up and down into cots and things. So you are doing squats and lunges and um, shoulder presses and things all the time. But what we're not doing is doing them, you know, in a sports bra or in a setting where we're doing them back to back. So that's first thing. You must never belittle your day and say, oh, I did nothing because you're doing loads all the time. And the other thing I wanted to pick up on is that you said you're eight months. A lot of women say to me, oh, I need to start at six weeks. You don't need to start at six weeks. That is just the minimum that you need to wait. Loads and loads of women I speak to and that I teach are six, seven, eight months, even longer. Some, some women don't get around to exercising traditionally until a year. 
it doesn't matter. There is never a time that's too late to start. Um, the fact is that you start basically. So you could start tomorrow and still be on the same program that somebody is starting at six weeks and it will still benefit you. So never think that you're too late or you know, you, you're just doing what's right for you. But your original question, sorry, I'll get sidetracked. Your original question about being in balance is completely true. How often do you hold your boys on the same side every time you pick them up? Every day, the same rights, right hip. It's really bad. <laughs> and I hold my boys on the left hip every single day. And when you hold them on your hip, you stick your hip out, which curves your back slightly. And also when you hold them in front of you in a carrier, for example, you shift your hips forward so that they don't feel like they're falling. Um, so we don't stand in a neutral way when you're holding babies. So, of course, our body is going to be having imbalance there. So it's really important when we do get around to our exercise to make sure that we train both sides equally. We start doing single sided work. So, yes, we want to do squats, but also lunges are great because then you can see, oh, I feel a bit stronger on my left side or a bit more balanced on my left side, you must start to focus on the right side. And it's really helpful to highlight where we might need a bit more work. And then, okay, so I'm very motivated now. I'm sure there's lots of people listening that feel exactly the same. I have to say, I don't love lunges, Charlie, but I will do them because I know these traditional exercises are, are beneficial. But the time thing, let's just, we mentioned it takes time. Well, how do you even find the time? So um, you mentioned, which made me feel a lot better, that even just putting like my boys in the high chairs is exercise, which is great. Where, when and where do you fit it in? Well, yep. yesterday, my Apple Watch said to me, um, are you doing a hip workout when I was um, getting my toddler dressed? Oh, brilliant. And I was like, no, I'm not. But I'm telling you, it feels like one. So yeah, we can't, we can't ignore these things. Um, first thing, when you said you're feeling motivated, a lot of people ask me, how do you get the motivation and I think it's really important to acknowledge that nobody is motivated all the time even if even though I love to train and it's my job I'm not motivated all the time I don't ever wake up thinking oh I cannot wait to do exercise but what I think we need to get around to thinking different mindset is that we need to create the habit so that every Monday morning, you know you've got a bit of childcare for half an hour or an hour, or your baby's going to be napping. That is your time to exercise, even if you don't want to. Obviously, there are times if you've had no sleep the night before, you know, you're not feeling well, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to do it every time. But we need to get into the habit of not waiting for motivation because it's not always going to be there. We need to create healthy habits. And you think, OK, it's Monday morning. That's when I exercise. And I'm just going to start and see how I feel, because more likely than not, once you start, you, you get into it and you feel good. But if we sat around waiting to feel like, we really were motivated, we're probably never going to get anything done um, because we're constantly tired. There's constantly stuff to do in the house. Um, we have a, a to-do list the length of our arm that never ends. So if you don't start putting that in your diary as if it were an appointment, then we're never going to get anywhere. So that's something I think we need to all start shifting our mindset about a little bit. But when you said about finding time, we need to also remember that an exercise session does not need to be an hour Oh, good. I don't really know why we think that. I think it's because when you sign up to a class, it's usually an hour because that's what you're paying for. But I, I, I think since having kids, I haven't exercised for an hour ever in the last three years. I think 45 minutes has been my maximum, but often it's been 20 minutes. 
it's whatever you have I do 10 do 10 exactly on my new platform we have loads of 10 minute classes because that's what some people have and something is better than nothing so never think well I haven't got an hour so I'm not going to bother do something and it's going to be better than nothing and you know what over time that might turn to 15 minutes then it might turn to 20 and so forth but if you only have 10 you only have 10 yeah and you know I loved I loved the way you said um you know, it literally has to go in your diary like an appointment because it's so true that the, the to-do list, the people talk about it a lot now, the invisible load that's on your shoulders as a parent. Yeah. Um, if you're the mum or the dad or, or whatever you are to your child, it matters. It, you could easily spend that time doing something else. So I think, yeah, I love that your platform has 10 minutes. In fact, where, where can people go to get easy advice? Because I often look at your Instagram page and I'll save like a, a workout or even do a bit of it if I get time or while I'm trying to find time. I also <laughs> think um, books, because you've got an amazing book, but it, it's hard. Where can people go? It is hard. So there are obviously, depends on people's budgets. So you can get yourself a personal trainer, you can go to a class at your gym, but the problem is when we've got kids at home, we often can't get out or budget might not allow for a personal trainer, as I know that's such a luxury to have. So um, I have got a book with, um, it's a pregnancy book. So it takes you through your pregnancy uh, with workouts for each trimester. But as you said, on Instagram, I always am sharing workouts at Bumps and Burpees, um, sharing little circuits and the circuits are as long as you want them to be. There's like four or five exercises. You could either repeat them twice or five times, you know, it depends. And then we have my online plans. So you've got a pregnancy plan week by week, all the way through the pregnancy. There's a postnatal rehab plan. So that's 12 weeks um, that you can do from any stage. So you could start it at eight months, you could start it at eight weeks. And then we've got um, a membership club after that, which is just 12 pounds a month for 12 new classes every month, varying from 10 to 30 minutes. Um, and the aim for that is for people who've done their postnatal rehab and they are ready for more of a challenge, but they still have that time restrictions. They still have the kids at home. They still have the nap time to squeeze it all into. So I basically created what I wanted and needed during that time and during this time. Like I'm 10 months postnatal now, so I don't feel like I need to do specific postnatal training anymore. I feel like I've done rehab and I feel strong, but... I can't be going to the gym for two hours here, going to different classes because I don't have the time. So I think you need to make use of what you've got. There's no point striving for something that you can't do at the moment. Doesn't mean in, in a year's time we can't, but right now we need to use what we have. And if that's 10 minutes, then that is 10 minutes and we can help you on bumps and burpees. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I love bumps and burpees. And I was just thinking about mental health as well, because we talk about exercise for rehabilitation of, you know, balancing our muscles out, getting strong, preventing backache. I'm thinking about myself as I say this, I'm not sitting up correctly and sitting <laughs> on my chair with both feet on the ground, you know, all that kind of thing. But I haven't left the house today because I've been back to back with work and I'm feeling tired. And I know if I go out for a walk, I will feel a million times better. So even, I guess you could explain the mental health link with exercise because it always helps me. It really does. And I think actually the mental health benefits completely equal with the physical benefits because I have such lovely messages from people saying, either I look forward to your class each week because that's what you know makes me feel so good or gosh I felt so awful this morning I was so tired and then I did a bit of exercise and I feel amazing now the you know the endorphin rush from exercise 
no matter what phase of life you're in, is amazing. And when you are feeling so tired and possibly not very like yourself, you're feeling a bit lost, doing exercise can sort of ground you again, doing something that you've always done. Um, whether you've been an avid exerciser or not, you you know, you've always done it, whether you're pregnant, postnatal or not, it can make you feel a bit like yourself again. And I think that's so important when we have those phases of, you know, identity loss, which lots of mums go through, um, doing something that is just for you. It's not for the baby. It's not for anyone else. It's just for you. It's so important. And even if your baby's there in the room with you, it's something that you're doing for you. And I think making time for ourselves is um, really essential. It's hard to do, but it's really important. Oh, it's so hard to do. And yeah, I think especially in those early few months, you almost need to find a friend or someone like another mum, like, gosh, the amount of times mm. I messaged you, Charlie, when I was in a very dark place and you don't know how birth's going to go or how your mental health is going to be afterwards. And I think if you just got somebody to voice to that can remind you to check in on yourself or go for a walk or, or focus on something, yeah. it is quite important. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, let's delve into the area that I actually don't like discussing, and I'm sure you get it a lot, but it is weight loss because I think, when I say I don't like discussing it, I just think the pressure on mums is phenomenal and it's not fair First of all, everyone's got natural body types. You know, people can be blessed to be in smaller body shapes or sizes and not have to worry about it as much. But equally, it doesn't mean they're healthy. So some people could be on the other end of the spectrum. They put on a lot of weight in their pregnancy and they're not feeling themselves afterwards and they just can't, can't seem to get a grip. What would your advice be when approaching exercise and weight loss? It's a, it's a good topic to talk about because it's something that women have to go through a huge body change 
um, and whether they feel completely fine about it or not, it's a sort of taboo subject, isn't it? But what I do think is that social media now has almost gone the other way. So it's almost shamed if women talk about any weight loss goals, um, especially after having a baby. Um, and I actually personally think it's totally fine to have a weight loss goal. I mean, we have a cupboard full of clothes that, that don't fit us after having a baby. It's no wonder that you want to get back into them. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a weight loss goal, but what I do think is it's important to do it with the right attitude. So if you are breastfeeding, for example, you need to keep your calories up. You also need to keep your calories up if you're not breastfeeding, just because of the sheer exhaustion and the, the physical demands that are put upon us when we have babies. Um, so it's not the time, especially in the early months, to go on any crash diets. We want to be nourishing our bodies. We want to put, you know, balanced diet, loads of healthy, fresh foods into our diet. Obviously, we have to be real. We need to eat the chocolate and we need to have a glass of wine every so often because we need to live our lives, okay? We need to make sure we have happy, healthy balance. And so going for a glass of wine with your friend on a Friday is not frowned upon in my books. I think we absolutely must do stuff like that. But what we also must realize is that our bodies will go back to what I would like to call like a, a natural shape and size for you. And then whether you need to or want to give it a helping hand by perhaps um, cutting out extra chocolate on the weekends or exercising a little bit more or having that focus with your exercise, it is okay. You are allowed to have that, but don't, I just worry for mums who waste their life panicking about what they look like when they're, when they're missing everything else around them that's going on and about how amazing the body is. But I think it's important to acknowledge that nobody loves their body every day. You're not expected to just accept your new body after you've had a baby and love it. You know, I think it's really pushed upon us. Accept your new body. It's your mum body. You know, love it it's done so much for you. Yeah, we know that. And, and most of us do understand that and, and respect it. But it's funny to look in the mirror and see a different shape all of a sudden, because it, it is all of a sudden, because yeah, we get pregnant. And over time, our bump gets bigger, and we see it getting bigger. And then we just get used to having a bump. And then overnight, the bump the baby's out, the bump is still there, but it's soft now. Everything feels a bit different. Your boobs might get bigger if you're breastfeeding your rib cage expands, there are so much, some people's feet grow, it's a lot to take on board. And so I think in terms of exercise and weight loss, what I don't want people to do is go, right, well, I need to just beast myself and run for hours and let myself have nothing to eat and starve and all this kind of stuff. That is gonna do the opposite of weight loss for you. That's gonna send your body into a complete shock. Um, I mean, I'm not a nutrition expert on this podcast for sure, but I do know that you, you, do, you do need to fill your body with so much goodness because it needs it for healing. It needs it for keeping you awake those extra hours. It needs it for your emotional regulation. You know, everybody knows that the hormones can make our emotions go crazy. And we need to make sure that we are looking after ourselves and not starving ourselves because it's just not gonna get the desired effect. And both times with me, post baby, I have suddenly at around 10 or 11 months, which is now, feel like, you know what, I'm starting to feel like myself again. And, and I've done nothing crazy. I really haven't. And I also, you know, struggled to find the time to exercise and everything. 
much more this second time round. And naturally, my body is finding its way back. It just is. And it will take some more time. And perhaps it might never be exactly what it was before, but you get to a stage where you're feeling comfortable in it. And I think that's the most important thing that we, we, we're not striving for our 20 year old body because that 20 year old body hadn't had a baby, hadn't been pregnant. I think it's about making what we, what we have now feel the best for us. And I, I just don't think we should be ashamed for having weight loss goals. No, Charlie, thank you. Because um, I think there'll be a lot of women listening going for you because they'll feel like they can't talk. They can't, I can, there's all sides of it. It's okay if, if you don't want to do it. It's okay if you do. It really is up to a woman what she wants to do with her body and how it's brought about. And equally, it's hard to love something that you haven't had time to get to know and love. Like you said, it's an instant change. It happens so quickly. You're suddenly living in a whole new body. It's crazy. Um, and you mentioned nutrient requirements, which I should obviously touch on quickly. Your hormones are built yeah. from fats and proteins. And if you don't get enough of these fats and proteins, your hormone structure, that's important and then equally your nutrient needs go right up after birth you need more iron you need more calcium so you can't just suddenly cut back on the food because your nutrient your micronutrient needs are also going up just as much as your macro needs you're up in the night you're getting up out of bed several times in the night god the amount of times I sat there bouncing on a swiss ball charlie as you know in the middle <laughs> of the night <laughs> and that's exercise in itself and also you're starving Oh, so hungry. And I just don't think that we can't ignore that feeling. I've never felt hunger whilst actually eating. It was madness. My body just couldn't get enough food in. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a huge topic. So a lot of questions, I think, from our listeners, especially, that we've got here for you. And Marnie has said, I've heard, and this is a good one for you specifically, that's why we put this one in there. I've heard that swimming, because you're a good swimmer, Charlie, swimming is one of the first exercises you can do after having a baby. Is this true? Well, I loved swimming. During my pregnancy, it was one of my favorite types of exercise yeah. because you just feel so good in the water. When it comes to postnatally, the first thing to mention about the swimming is you must make sure there is no bleeding going on. You don't want to be in the in the chlorine or anything if there's any bleeding going on because your risk of infection will be much higher. So that's the first thing to remember. The second thing is it's a really good form of exercise to do post-baby because it's no impact. It's really mm -hmm. kind on your joints, um, which is lovely, and it, it feels nice to do. So it's a really good form of exercise post-baby. Um, what I would say to be careful of is, again, if you had any pelvic girdle pain during pregnancy and it might not have completely disappeared, be careful of the breaststroke legs, you know, the sort of frog yes. leg position. It might not hurt you, but it might be something that's uncomfortable. So have a have a go, listen to your body, and if it feels uncomfortable, stick to those um, front crawl legs. But it is a very good form of exercise. I wouldn't say it's the best and it's the recommended top one because there, there are lots of good exercises to do, but it's a good one to start with for sure. Great. It's just the motivation for me I needed. Summer's coming. I always yeah. feel I can swim more in the summer. I'm just so rubbish at the whole winter cold, getting out the pool when they're going outside kind of, Thing, yeah we've got to embrace hair. it it is hard actually yeah it's um but it's a good one to do so oh this is a good one for you as well Alice has said I'm a high level athlete who trains multiple times a week will I be able to reach the same level of fitness in a relatively short space of time or well, here's the pressure once I've had my baby Gosh, it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? And I think the main thing we have to remember is that we don't know. We don't know how your birth is going to go, how your recovery is going to go. But if you are a very high level athlete, your body is very used to training. So you will probably 
on paper, recover quicker than somebody who hasn't done any training and you will get to that level quicker than somebody who's never been there before. What what you will find hard is the expectations. So I did gymnastics before I had my kids and actually last night so you went tumbling I went back to gymnastics yes I went back and it was so much fun but my expectation was that I would be fairly similar to what I was the last time I did it and of course that's not the case so I think you need to manage your expectations and not be too hard on yourself but I don't know what you mean when you say a relatively short space of time I would give yourself a wide a wide berth birth a wide um, frame of time um in which to come back i don't know whether you're committing to a competition or a race or anything like that but don't don't overcommit basically because you just don't know but if your body's used to it the likelihood is that you'll recover and get there a bit quicker than somebody who isn't which leads me on to the question we've got here from amelia which i actually think is a really good one and i i think it did help me she said does exercising after having a baby help with any future pregnancies Interesting. I think um, you can never put yourself in too good of a situation in order to conceive. Lots of women will will not find that exercise does or doesn't help them to conceive. But what it will do, it will help you to feel strong in that pregnancy. So if you did exercise and you're going into a pregnancy feeling strong and fit, it is only going to help you. It's not to say that if you've suddenly found out you're pregnant and you haven't been doing exercise that you're doomed and it's going to be painful and just uncomfortable and everything. But if your body is in a good, strong position to start with, I definitely think you're going to have a more comfortable pregnancy than if you weren't exercising. And a labour. I have to say, I think this time round, because I'm just 10 times more active with my toddler compared to before I had a toddler, I would just maybe go to the gym for a bit between work and then I'd be sat down most of the day. Whereas being on my feet more, and I think being more active, I, I think it did potentially play a role with my labor now I know it's different for everyone but it definitely was much faster than I thought no I do you know what I get lots of messages from women who say that I mean we don't know how labor would have gone if you hadn't been active so we can never really say but um, lots of women say they felt strong and capable during the labor and I think First of all, mentally, it's amazing to feel capable and strong and like you can do this. Um, But also, it's a workout. Labour's hard work. And so it can only benefit you to be strong and fit going into that. So I think (laughs) there's never going to be a downside to um, preparing your body in the best way possible for that. I've just got the giggles. And it's just because I know our labours were so similar second time round. But it was just we both Charlie and I both ended up with no pain relief and it just kind of we had to just kind of push. it was so fast <laughs> so so fast but you have to be you have to think of it as uh, you know labor like that how we had it was like a hip workout you have your contraction and then you have a rest and then you have a contraction and then you have a rest and it's exhausting so in a lot of my pregnancy classes in that pregnancy plan we do a lot of things where I'm going hold the squat imagine you're in a contraction and then let's have a rest and then let's let's hold a squat again and it's the kind of mental training rather than the physical about I can do this I can push through a bit of discomfort and feeling feeling empowered I think it's really important to know that your body is capable of doing anything and it it is we're amazing it it, it is an amazing thing and and from um you know our similar to anyone listening as well you know I, I had a traumatic 
first birth experience and it wasn't and you know it wasn't how it was meant to go so if anyone's had a difficult experience it can be different second time around but that's not the that's not what this podcast is discussing. but it's it's always nice to know that isn't it no I, I think it's important too I think um women need to know there is light at the end of the tunnel and you know it's good to hear the bad and the good stories so anyway I digress we move on to the fact or fiction round are you ready I'm ready Here we go. Uh, skipping or jumping around after having a baby is a no-go. Fact. Especially straight after. You could do it after, but not right away. I mean, you just can't do it. You just can't <laughs> do it. Um, pelvic floor. Ab separation during and after pregnancy is normal. Fact. Exercising with a newborn is impossible due to sleep deprivation. Fiction. It is not impossible. It feels hard. There's a lot to juggle, but it's not impossible. Very well answered. Um, postnatal supplements will help me maximise the workouts. I think nourishing your body with the right things will make you feel energised. So it, it's not going to help directly, but you're probably better to answer that than me. But I'd say it's probably a fiction that it's, that it's the supplements, but you want to fuel your body with the right things. Food first is always the best way. Yes, Charlie. Um, <laughs> the uh, the fitter you are pre-birth, the quicker you can return to exercise post-birth. Fiction. It, it often doesn't matter about how fit you were. It matters about how the birth went and how your body reacts to it. Absolutely. Hydration during exercise is important, especially when breastfeeding. Fact. Double Fact. <laughs> 150 minutes of moderate exercise is recommended each week. Fact. That, that is a fact. And, you know, it sounds like a lot, 150 minutes, but it isn't. When you break it down, it's really doable. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that now because my maths is, is notoriously bad. But, yeah, if you break it no, down... No, but it's, a, it's it. a walk here and there. It's, it's not a huge amount of minutes, I promise you. It sounds a lot, but it isn't. Thank goodness. Um, nutrition and exercise <laughs> are important for postpartum recovery. Fact. Both together, we need to have the whole package. It's, they're both important. Completely agree. Uh, running is the easiest way to get back into fitness. Fiction, fiction, fiction. And I think we need to make sure that we don't say, I'm just going to go on a jog. You need to prepare your body for running. I could do a whole podcast on this, but we need to make sure our bodies are strong before we go back to running. It should not be the first thing you do. Oh my goodness. I've never been a runner. So I'm always, I'm actually quite envious of people that can run, but that's definitely not a good post-birth thing. I don't think if you haven't got your pelvic floor and your hips. and No, I think running should be around five or six months post-birth. Good to know. There you go, everybody. Just, you know, get your strength back first, I think <laughs> is a good one. Um, strength and cardio exercises are important for supporting recovery after birth. Fact. Both of them. Great to do both. And that's our fact or fiction round. You did it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to say that when I was looking at this podcast brief and we were talking about it, Ellie and I, in the nutrition team, it was it was so interesting because you've all, you've obviously got I've got my own personal experience, but you want to be able to talk and give advice to everyone. But it's so hard because you don't know what everyone's going to experience or go through or how it's going to. You even mentioned people's rib cages. I've noticed mine sticks out more since birth. I actually need to go for a mummy MOT. You know that you that you can get, but I yeah. don't think our bodies 
everyone's body. It's just, it's a, it's a miracle. It's insane that we grow a human. It's huge. It's crazy. And you know, you're right. You can only experience what you've experienced. I haven't had a C-section. So when I'm, what I can teach people from C-sections is what I've learned and what I've experienced through working with women who have had C-sections, you know, Every single woman, even like you and me, our first births were exactly the same, almost to the minute. And our babies weighed the exact same amount. It was weird. But my experience wasn't traumatic and yours was. And that's down to such minute changes in things. And you don't know how people are going to react to things. So I think we just have to be so careful about assuming Um, because somebody wrote me a message saying, oh, you had a really traumatic first birth. And I said, I didn't. For me, it wasn't traumatic, no. but it might have been for you. And so we don't, you don't want to belittle anybody's experience. Um, no. And I think the fact that we experience things so differently is wonderful as well, because it means that our body's just doing what works for us and what's, work, what's right for the baby. Yeah, which is perfect. And it kind of brings me to a nice conclusion of this episode, today's Food for Thought, in the fact that you know, everyone is unique, everyone's different. And we've had different experiences from lockdown to not being in lockdown. And actually, I kind of miss the online community in lockdown in a way because there were, I felt everyone was just trying to get fit and healthy. And it was a bit of a mission. But I do find that it's very difficult to juggle. But when you've had a baby, enjoy those newborn moments. You know, they don't, I know everyone, everyone says it actually, it's a bit patronizing that they don't last forever, but honestly, (laughs) there's there's so much time ahead. They don't last forever. There's so much time ahead to exercise. You know, I was kind of thinking before I got on this podcast episode, oh my goodness, I'm not exercising in a routine yet. And I'm eight months postpartum, but Charlie, as she just said, it doesn't matter. You can start whenever, whenever is a good time. And I think what's very interesting is that, you know, you said you missed the online community. Everyone was trying to get fit at home. But we entered into the motherhood world during that time. And I think what we missed is that mothers with babies always are trying to get fit at home. We just we just transitioned into it when everyone else was. Now that, you know, people who aren't with kids have gone back to gyms, the mums still haven't because we can't because our kids are at home. So I think you're not on your own. They've, there's hundreds of thousands of us out there trying to stay fit at home, do our, our very best with the little time that we have and still try and enjoy the baby bubble too. Oh, that's lovely, Charlie. And where, where can everyone go? You mentioned it briefly in the episode, but where can people go to get more support, help and information? So I'm on Instagram at Bumps and Burpees. Um, and I... Our website is bumpsandburpees.com, so it's very easy to remember. And on both of those, you can email or DM me. I'm always happy to answer so many questions and, you know, guide you to what's best for you, basically. Um, But you can join one of our pregnancy plans or our postnatal plan or come and join us in the club. I love to hear from you. So, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. Amazing. Charlie, thank you so much. It's been so good to talk and thank you for coming on Food for Thought. If you're enjoying Food for Thought, hope so, (laughs) you'll love the upcoming episodes. So if you don't already, please subscribe. Make sure that you click to be the first to hear it each Monday. There's a lot of podcasts out there now, and I really hope that we're maintaining the ultimate research and the ultimate guest to make sure that you're getting the best experience possible. So if you're having a good time and you're learning lots, please do leave a review if you can, so we can reach those higher highs in the charts and ultimately get to reach more people that's what it's all about and for
for more information about my best-selling books, the science of nutrition, of course, uh, deliciously healthy pregnancy, the Retrition Clinic, recipes, so much more. Just head over to retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.